You know when you're eating breakfast and you've nothing to do? So you start reading the box? Like, I love that. I think that's one of life's simple pleasures that we overlook. It, it, I get giddy when I start reading the box because I say, wow, like the day is mine. The world is my oyster. I have nothing going on. When's the last time you can relate to that? So there's this guy who lives out in B.C. And there's a story that CBC kind of featured him in his story. And he's, he's doing exactly that. His name's Ken Bennett. He's uh, reading the cereal box as he's chomping away on it. And he realizes something's off. Because he bought this cereal called Vector in the cereal aisle. And the reason why he bought it was it claims to provide 13 grams of protein. He's like, wow, that's, that's a lot. And I, you know, I'm pretty active. I hike. I play hockey. So I need my protein. So 13 grams of protein per serving. But as he's reading the box, he looks at the fine print. I guess he's done with the French translation. And it, something's off. It says that a serving of Vector Flakes contains 5.6 grams of protein, not 13. The extra protein is coming from the recommended 200 milliliters of milk that you're supposed to add. So how does that square? And furthermore, he reads, it's not even a cereal. It's a meal replacement. But he bought it in the cereal aisle. And the reason why we're focusing on this is because, you know, grocery shopping now has become incredibly inconvenient. It's a bit of a a nightmare experience because everything's gone up in price. And then to find out you're being duped by things being placed in the wrong aisles, you know, if it's a meal replacement, why isn't it with Insure in that aisle over near the pharmacy? Why is it with the cereal? Here to talk about it is Daniel Zaltz, is a food policy fellow at the LaBay Lab at the Department of Nutritional Sciences at the University of Toronto, right up the road. He joins the Kelly Cotrera Show. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So first of all, I mean, I think it's really curious that the grocery store has placed Vector in the cereal aisle when it's actually a food replacement. Who is responsible for that? I, I don't know if this is uh, in your wheelhouse, but is it the grocery store that decides which aisle the product's going in or the person, the company that, oh, that buys placement in that aisle on the shelf? You know, I think it's typically the grocers who decide where to put these foods. And when you look at this vector, you know, box, as you said, it looks like cereal, right? If I was buying it, I would think it was cereal too, especially being right there. So uh, the grocery store is responsible. Uh, it seems like it's a mistake, but the stuff does look like cereal and you want to eat it at breakfast time. Uh, let's talk about regulations. Are there no regulations that are stating that you have to make sure that uh, that all, you know, if it's a food replacement, it states it very largely on the box? See, there are regulations. And in Canada, you have to make sure that these foods do not mislead the consumer. It's clearly stated. But when you actually see what happens in the stores, I don't think that's the case. I think there's tons of misleading things going on here. Okay, like what else? You might as well line them up. Sure. So, you you know, there's a cereal that you'll see called, uh, you know, blueberry mini wheats, for example. And it's got a whole bunch of pictures of fresh blueberries on the front. And maybe you buy it because it looks like a healthy option, you know, and you go home and you eat it. And 
You know, it has plenty of added sugars, but guess what? It does not have a single blueberry. So that's to me sounds like false advertising. You know, unfortunately, the the case is is that all of these products we're seeing actually align with the current regulations. So as long as that fine print is there, you know, in very small letters on the bottom of the box saying, you know, natural and artificial flavors, it's actually in play. But for us as consumers, you know, the average consumer and, you know, even me myself, this is what I do. I go to the store and I'm confused. It's not that clear. You know, what happened is the food inspection agency here, those policies are really helping, you know, industry, you know, make sure that they, you know, meet, you know, the proper fine print. But they're not really taking a consumer protection approach for us as the people buying these foods to know exactly what we're getting. Yeah. And that's problematic because I think a lot of people assume if it's on the shelf, then somebody's checked it out and it's on the up and up and they're looking out. Our government that we keep employed is looking out for us. That's right. That's right. And, you know, it would be, you know, it would be so much better if we had that information more clearly available to us. You know, a lot of us are looking at the box, looking at the price. It feels right. And when we buy it, then when we get home, we realize, oops, maybe we've been a bit duped. Right. And then that will sour your milk in your vector cereal pretty darn quickly. So let's talk about how we could go about changing things. Can we? Because it seems like, uh, you know, in recent years, more and more of us are whipping some readers out or at least looking at the back of a box more than longer than we ever have in cans and everything, trying to figure out if this is worth our spend. Yeah, you know, I don't think that we're going to get far without passing stronger rules and regulations. You know, we can't expect the consumer just to read and understand everything as it's currently on the shelf. So I think the Canadian Food Inspection Agency needs to do a better job creating rules that are not really geared towards, you know, helping industry, you know, keep things in play, but are, you know, helping us as consumers make the right decisions. You know, there's some things down the pipeline. We're soon going to have uh, you know, uh, front of pack labels. So, you know, there'll be foods if they're high in sugars, you know, fats or uh, salt that it will tell us that they are indeed high in these products. That doesn't happen until 2026. But recently we've had some changes in how we label uh, nutrition information, how we list our ingredients. You know, now all of these things are, you know, meant to help the consumer choose something, you know, healthier. But as we see now with these recent things that are coming out with, you know, flavors and, and, you know, not necessarily being sure about if it's a cereal or a meal replacement, it may not go far enough. So we really need to push the food inspection agency to center the consumer and not the industry uh, when designing their rules. And I think we kind of need an education campaign because to be completely honest, I don't think we are connected enough with the food that we eat. For example, I'm at the superstore yesterday and I don't know if you're listening, but I wanted to help you, ma'am, and I didn't. Uh, but I felt like I didn't want to be nosy either. There was this woman beside me. She was looking at like a three pack or a four pack of those, uh, romaine hearts. And she was trying to, and she kept moving it around. Like it was a Rubik's cube in her hand. And I'm like, what is she doing? And she was like, I can't find the expiry date. And I thought you don't need an expiry date on lettuce. You just need to look to see if it's firm. Is it going off? The expiry date is not necessary for lettuce. And I think it just speaks to, how absolutely, um, you know, uh, uneducated we are in some respects when we go to the grocery store, which is unfortunate because we're putting this stuff in our bodies. I think I agree with you. And, you know, 
as we become better consumers, I think it's also incumbent on, you know, the government to make sure that the food that we are buying, you know, allows us to make these decisions. So yeah, we need to get better at reading labels and learning these things. But I think we also need to create an environment where it's much easier for us. I don't know about you, when I'm shopping, I'm moving quickly through that aisle, I'm trying to get things in and out. So you know what, we need to make it easier for the consumer and not just rely on them, you know, reading nutrition facts tables, you know, line by line by line. But I think both are important. Yeah. And can we make the font a little bit bigger? Like, I'm not that old, but come on. I see like kids, you know, women in their 20s handing a package to their kid going, can you help me read this? And the kid's like struggling to read it. And it's so small. No, you're kidding. Yeah, that's right. It's so small. But what they do see are the, you know, the cartoons. And the uh, the pictures of the food that looks healthy that might not be even in the ingredients. No, I didn't want the healthy stuff when I was a kid. You want the follow your nose cereal. Come on. It always knows. That's it's right. the flavor of fruit, mom. I just follow my snoot. I know. Uh, listen, I want to thank you, Daniel, for joining us. I really appreciate your time today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Daniel Zaltz is a food policy fellow at the Labay Lab at the Department of Nutritional Sciences at the University of Toronto.